We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Wilfred Boney going back, back to Swansea, yeah. Swansea. Yeah. That was a really good, that was a really good rap reference I just gave there, and I didn't feel like I got the credit for it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It's the big double game week 37, the week you've all been waiting for, the week that we may crown a champion of the Premier League. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. <sighs> Andrew, I, I know you're probably very disappointed this week, not only because Chelsea are probably going to win the Premier League at some point, whether it's Friday or to, or Monday, uh, but also Arsenal now giving you a glimmer of hope into getting into the top four, and they're going to dash those hopes expertly somehow, some way. It's just so arsenal to do this, and I'm guessing that they go into next weekend with a shot still. Like, I don't think they're going to get, uh, you know, their hopes dashed this week because that would be too easy. So... Um, yeah, it's, uh, just classic, just classic at this point. I just hope they finish ahead of man United. Somehow so, that would make me feel better. I don't know why though. To just, just, uh, 
are sent on his way out of the Premier League, just finishing above Mourinho just one last time. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving. Also, well, you know, do you like that he's playing peekaboo with his future? Um, I mean, it's kind of what he does. I mean, he he does that with with anything, transfers or any other injury. Like he doesn't. This is what he does, and so it's not all that surprising. I and just, the public is just the baby, with, and he's holding the collective rattle. Sure, sure. But but everything ends up being so obvious. Like everyone's like, I wonder what's going to happen, and it's like, just think the most obvious solution, and that's what's going to happen. That's what happens when you treat adults like babies. <laughs> Ugh. But anyway, yes, I don't think they're going to do it, but I don't think they're going to officially be eliminated this weekend yeah yep ah, okay uh we go we've gone without this for a week or so uh the weekly edition of uh, mike gottlieb's socially awkward interactions hmm. i assume uh, that's just because we haven't talked about them and not that they have ended um i mean i think i've been pretty tame maybe because i've stayed home more than i usually have <laughs> fair uh, enough kind of locked myself in a cage um but uh, so last night, this is this is going to be such a very first world problem. Um, That's okay. We're in the first world. Yeah, I get it. Uh, we okay. My the company I work for for my day job had a corporate event, like a social event, and it was to get custom made shoes by Tom's done, and all, and of course, you know the you know Tom's with the second pair of shoes, they all go to, um, to I think it's to needy children specifically. But uh, yeah, so well, obviously the the company paid a, a, an amount of money. I don't know how much, but just to kind of thank its employees for all for all that they do, they held this event at Tom's, and there was some you know some hors d'oeuvres, some drinks, and they had some professional designers um, to kind of you know hand paint and hand custom make your Tom shoes, the basic Tom shoes. So it was a really cool event. I'm not gonna. It was just it was a it was a really great idea, and I love the whole construct in general. Um, I was afraid going into it that they would make us paint the shoes. Like the designers would be there to help us, to guide us with ideas. And then we would have to paint it. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to wear the shoes because it's going to look like a child drew uh, on shoes. And I can't wear that as an adult. Fast forward to like towards the end of the evening, I was into the mingling in the beginning. I didn't go straight to the designers to get my shoes done, which is a total mistake. You should always get the event done first while you know, everything is still fresh, like the design that you want and you, you know, you cared about it more as the night wore down. I was just like, whatever, I'm just gonna get these shoes done because, you know, I don't want just like a basic pair of Toms. I want a unique pair of Toms. So I go over to the designer that everybody was, you know, really happy with, you know, he was like a graffiti artist and he does like cool art. And so I had a, uh, Greenpeace resist sticker. So, you know, like the resist logo that you've seen about. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I don't care you know, design wise, you're the artist. I completely trust you to make any kind of design. The key thing is I just, I, I want resist and, uh, you know, whatever creative license you want to take with any kind of design around it, go nuts. What I got was the word resist just written on the side of the shoes. And then just one line going across like the front of the shoe. And it looked like a five-year-old drew on my shoes. So maybe, <laughs> so even though I didn't draw it, I got a design shoe that looked like a child has drawn on it that I just cannot wear. Do you and, th- I, and I was just, and, and I, I'm positive that it's because like it was like the last shoe he did of the night and he just wanted to go home. Okay. Well, though I was going to ask, did you think it was that or that he just, it turns out he's actually a very poor artist. 
his Instagram suggests that he's not a poor artist. I'm I not. Mean, Instagram suggests to... quite a bit for a lot of people. I, I don't, but basically, like, I'm gonna have to like. I, I mean, I it would feel even bad donating these shoes to somebody. It's that bad. <laughs> Like, it's like it's like a thick pinstripe and, 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 oh it's just like i think had, we need to I, I think twitter needs to find out what these shoes are like. i will post a twitter of the sticker that i gave him and the shoe design that i got and Perfect. we will we will see it, i'll put them side by side so that everyone can judge themselves if i should even bother donating them or putting them straight in the garbage because they're like, certainly not going on my feet outdoors i was like, gonna say you can't like ironically wear them they're not they're no that bad no, it's awful. Like okay. I wouldn't give this to a charity. Bad. Hmm. Like I would like. I, well, it sounds I, like I, you're thinking of doing giving well, it to charity. I, 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 like what I feel like is why. Like this is the, like I would be giving trash to a charity, and that's typically not what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to give like a a good or a or a service that you would deem valuable. I don't deem these at all valuable unless someone took all of the paint off, which I'm not sure is possible. Right. Without damaging the shoe. Hmm. Anyway, I'll let the Twitter decide. It's very socially awkward for me because at the t- uh, you know when I was when I was when he was done, you know, like, I wasn't gonna be like, no, I hate it. Right. I was like, oh, perfect, yeah, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted. And like, my my face must have been like, no, it's not. It would have been it's- really great if you were like, this is exactly what I wanted, and walked right over to the garbage and put them in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have done. This is a really good good job. Thank you so much for doing this right in the trash but like what do you do what do you do in that situation i was so crippled by my awkwardness i couldn't like voice the words of my disappointment even like i was disappointed genuinely disappointed and like my i'm like my coworkers who were there with me i was all excited about like i had an original design creative like, like not a creative idea but just like an idea i came in with and i brought some material to actually base it off of and got exactly nothing from it I thought you were going to say like you had too many drinks and it ended up looking like a five-year-old because you were basically painting. And when you I, yeah, but, yeah, but I didn't do any of the painting. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, uh, it was. Well, you get what you pay for. That's, I didn't, yeah, I mean, my company paid for it. I didn't <laughs> right. pay for anything. That's correct. <laughs> but on the flip side, there were some really cool chocolate on chocolate little, uh, little tarts that they had there. So that really entertained me for the rest of the evening. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and some Brooklyn Pilsners. It was a good time for for. It was a good, like I said, great event, great uh, you know, great causes. At least uh, I don't know much about Tom's. I don't know what they do just on the surface. So it seems like a great idea, and um, you know, and the space was cool, and it was a really fun event. I don't want to take away from the event itself, but I was just so disappointed with what shoes I got. Yeah, I turned I turned a fifty dollar pair of shoes into a fifty dollar pair of garbage. Right. <laughs> Uh, here's my $50 worth of garbage. Thank you for employing me. Yeah. So that was our fantasy shoe podcast. Uh, let's move on to game week 37. Actually, we have a ton of games. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover the games today through Sunday. Uh, and then for game week 30, uh, we're going to do the other part of game week 37, potentially on Monday so that we can get to the, the double game week. So, you know, starting with Chelsea Watford on Monday, we'll cover that on Monday. So, Maybe if we feel like it. Right. Uh, but you know, in general, just the general strategy, Andrew, is if you get a double game, a double game we counted this week, you you value those players much more highly. Correct. Uh, for sure. Uh, particularly, I mean, it works out this week because we've got a number of high-profile teams that have a number of fantasy options, regular fantasy players that are playing twice. So, you know, we have Man City, Chelsea. Although there's a little asterisk there, uh, Arsenal. 
Spurs. So, you know, the teams that you regularly look for players are playing twice, and so they just kind of... If, if Chelsea have an asterisk, Spurs definitely have one as well. Um, I, I guess. I guess. Um, I'm not they, sure. They, they can't finish fourth. Right. They, they can't finish below... Um, they can't finish below Arsenal. I, I actually so look at between second and third is just like a, I think it's like a million or so pounds. Yeah, I, I more looked at that as I don't necessarily see them rotating just to rotate at this point. Um, like I, I'm they, just, I'm, I just it, wouldn't like surpri- the, the, it wouldn't surprise me if they played a young team on game week 38 when there was well 38, to... yeah, but I meant in the two games for 37. Well, even even in the second one of 37, if Chelsea have clinched the title, because it's very possible actually that Chelsea clinched the title before they even played this weekend. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't see wholesale changes. I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, but the you know they have as much to play for in these two matches as as nothing. So like, I you know why not play them? Yeah. That's kind of the way I was looking at it. But anyway, yeah, Chelsea can clinch the title in a few hours. For we're yeah. taping this Friday let's get sta- morning. For let's us, get so. started there. Chelsea yeah. travel to the Hawthorns yes. to take on Tony Pulis, the ultimate defender of of uh, of honor and freedom and of uh, defensive football. And he's going to do his best uh, to pre- to prevent Chelsea from winning a title against him. Do you think he cares that much? I don't. I, I struggle with this. I mean, I'm sure there's a matter of professional pride involved here that sure, you don't want sure. to be the team that the that the champions clinch against. But it's really it's not about your individual team. It's about the whole season. Right. Right. And, like, and we and 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 and, and Tony Pulis led teams and this West Brom team. It's been well categorized by uh, well cataloged by me that, that you know once they got the 40 points or a little above 40 points, it's been downhill since. Yeah. The the whole like where they clinch like i'm just not sure it's all that relevant meaning like i don't think there's a a ton of pride that goes into like they're not going to win the title on our watch because they basically smoked everybody this season i mean lester won the title watching it from home or from jamie vardy's house last year so because of Eden hazard yeah because of chelsea yeah so uh the i mean i just don't whether whether uh tony pulis has them all fired up to not let chelsea win it at the Hawthorns, I don't think is going to be enough to keep them from doing it. So I have yeah. no hesitation on any of the Chelsea fantasy options with the idea that Pulis could play a 10 0 0. Yeah. And uh, I want to also say uh, shame on whoever votes for the goal of the month who did not give it to Emery Chan. <laughs> uh, the, the fact that Pedro won goal of the month is absolutely absurd. Um, yeah. I mean, I could debate the absurdity of caring about something like that. So let's. That's true. <laughs> You you would win that debate. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fantasy options on West Brom. Are there any? Uh, I'm not looking at anybody. No. Okay. So no no, Bruns- no, no, no Solomon Rondon. Uh, <laughs> two goals in as many game weeks. Um, I'm telling I'm telling you that is the beginning of the fantasy soccer apocalypse for me this season. Yeah. Rondon scoring on Tom Heaton. Yeah, and now I'm going to lose to 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 Kevin DeVries in the semifinals of the uh, Taga Premier Division. I just know it, mm. be, and be, and because Tom Heaton's going to give up like eight goals to Joshua King later on when we talk about Burnley and Bournemouth. Mm. Like I just know it. Like like the the apocalypse is here, and my whole team's going to crumble. Paul Pogba will play two minutes and get hurt. Um, we'll get to that. But yeah, no, I uh. Sounds like Matt Phillips, not sounds like Matt Phillips was ruled out again. 
he's usually the first one I think about when I think of West Brom. Brunt's next, and Brunt playing against Chelsea doesn't doesn't give me a whole a whole lot of confidence. So yeah, I'll stay away from West Brom. And then on Chelsea, basically whoever starts. Yeah, uh, Diego Costa looks like he's back. Hazard always dangerous. Pedro, even though he likes to run away from his uh, from the attacking goal and the attacking third when he has the ball, he still mm-hmm. seems to manage to do positive things. Yeah, the Chelsea. Yeah. Everything depends on whether Fabregas starts in terms of set pieces. So if he does, then he'll get them. If he doesn't, well, I guess he, he may have split them with Hazard last week. But It's a shame that Marcus Alonso can't get more set piece work. Um, I agree. Especially as the only left foot, left-footed among the bunch. Yeah. Yep. He should get all left, left-footed free kicks. Mm-hmm. He is very good at them. I said at the beginning of the season when he wasn't playing uh, that if he ever gets to play, he, he should cut into some free kick time and he just hasn't and it makes no sense mm. sorry it's okay marcus alonso still the number one defender according to our rankings this week though yeah well yeah two clean sheet possibilities is pretty strong with goal with goal potential for him because he's getting he's attacking much more now later um, on the season. yeah yeah sure it also helps the opponents aren't very good <laughs> all right let's get the, to the, the, other the whole like goal potential and goal upside thing like that phrase bothers me significantly because like as soon as a guy scores once, it's like, well, he's got goal upside. It's like when, um, what's his name from the nationals had 10 RBIs the other day. And they were like, does he, does he have 10 RBI now upside every time he plays? Cause he did it once. Anthony Rendon, that was his name. It's just like somebody doing something once. And all of a sudden we've decided that's his upside, even though it could be just once. Well, I mean, he's done it. I think it's six times this season as scoring. Well, yes, Alonso is kind of the extreme example there, but he but like anybody on the field has goal upside. Anybody can score, as as displayed by Solomon Rondon last week. <laughs> all right, uh, it's, it's it's rather clear. Start all the Chelsea options uh, because they are going to try to win the championship uh, later on yeah. today. All right, let's go over. Do you think to... they win it today? I got to put this on. We got to put it on the pod. Do you think they win it today? I do. Okay. I think I think they. I think it's a grind, though. I think it's like a one nil grind. Huh. Like that would, just and a really not entertaining game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 going to be a very typical Chelsea kind of title. Okay. Great. Uh, all right. Let's go over to Goodison Park here, where Everton take on Watford uh, later on today as well in a game that about three people will watch outside of friends and family of Everton and Watford. Uh, in fairness, it starts 15 minutes earlier than the Chelsea one, so they'll get yep, 15 I, minutes I, of fun. Yes, they'll yes, or until like until if for some strange reason Chelsea jump out to like an early three nil lead, which I doubt will happen anyway. Probably not. No, but Everton, who looked like they kind of gave up last week, it was a really bad effort. Uh, but they take on a Watford team that you know Walter Mazzari has to know that his job is on the line. Uh, it may not even matter actually if he wins this game. Because I mean, love to fire their managers. <laughs> They're safe, so they have that going for them. Yeah, I mean, so. Kike Sanchez-Flores had them finish, I think it was like like 8th or 10th, yeah. and he was fired. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a weird move. So, But yeah, so uh, what did they finish? 45 points last year they finished, and they're at 40 right now. So, yeah, I mean, I, as somebody who, I mean, I obviously picked up supporting Arsenal late in my life. I didn't grow up like as a, Arsenal supporter but like it's always weird to me that like clubs that like Watford like 
are fairly new to the Premier League. They're staying in it. They're never going to win the title. They're probably never going to compete for the top four. Like, what do you want? Like, what's the goal? Like, why do you need to, like, make... Why do you have to fire managers back-to-back seasons? Like, where, where are you trying to get to? What's the point? They all think they're Leicester. No, I'm just kidding. That's totally <laughs> true. I just think there's some unrealistic expectations, or maybe there's a personality clash between owner and mm-hmm. coach. Well, maybe that, right. How much money should be spent? Well, that could be it. But, like, what... What are the unrealistic expectations? That, like competing for Europa? Yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Or, or going farther in the FA Cup or the League Cup or mm-hmm. you know, those are the tournaments that they should you know that they could be focusing on. Right, right, right. Okay. I I, I, I you asked what it could yeah, be. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I yeah. Um, yeah, this should be a snooze fest. On the FPL slate, Romelu Lukaku is the big name, obviously, in this game. Uh he, you know, if you're play, if you are playing the two game slate on Friday, um, I would probably choose Diego Costa over Lukaku. Wow. Why? Uh, Diego Costa. They need uh, Chelsea need go- Chelsea need a goal to win to win the championship, and Diego Costa tends to be in those opportunities to get those goals. Especially, uh, by the way. Um, Really, really underrated stat line for Diego Costa this season. I think he has 20 goals and 11 assists. Um, there are five fantasy assists, but yes, that's pretty good for fantasy. Yeah, He's 20 and six in real life, which still, is still excellent. Yeah, that's still excellent for yeah. a striker. I mean, yeah. you, you don't get that from many people. Yeah. And, uh, to get 20, I mean, to get 20 and 10, whether it's 10 assists, 20 goals, or you know, t- twenty goals, ten assists. It's very rare. Yep, yep. So Alexis is the only one who could possibly do it this year. Yeah. So just you know, if you're talking about potential fantasy MVP candidates, he has to be one of them in a very, very deprived position. Um, I I get that. I don't think you would ever take him ahead of Lukaku or Kane, though. Especially not when he's in China. Or Alex. Yeah. Well, that too. But I mean, he. I mean, I think he leaves as a as a total success in terms of, you know, a Chelsea business and also as a Premier League player. Yeah, totally agree. Was that two titles in three years, basically, right? Two titles in three years. I think two 20 goal seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, How can you complain? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, But back to, but back to Everton Watford, uh, Troy Deeney, uh, he didn't even start last week. Stefano Okaka and Niang got the starts uh, in the forward slots. Uh, I honestly don't think there's anyone on Watford that's worthwhile. I would just describe this team as we've described a number of teams this year. It's just a bunch of guys. Yeah. Long are the days since Etienne Capu captured our <laughs> hearts. Yeah, I mean, with uh, old oh, boss hurt. Everyone else's hearts. I was just angry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there I mean, we've seen these guys. I mean, Capu was just such a random... I, I still don't know how he scored those goals. But anyway, we've seen like Amrabat be decent. We've seen Niang and Dini, Olabas. But like in the end, they're just so inconsistent. They're all replaceable on their own team. Um, the hardest thing on this slate is going to be figuring out a player to pick from Watford or West Brom. Because you can't just, you need three teams. So I don't know where you go. Craig Dawson or something like that. Or Jan Mott. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Yaman, if he starts, would be a decent option. Yeah, uh, it's there's, Christian there's, Cabaselli, maybe. I don't know. It's... It, it, no, nothing excites you. Right, right. It's a gross slate. 
I'll stay away All from right. it myself. Let's go to the slate that matters, which will be the slate that we'll talk about later on with our DraftKings lineups, which is the Saturday slate. Uh, it all starts off with Manchester City in the early game, 7:30 a.m. Uh, at the Emirates, taking up. Uh, sorry, at the Etihad, mm-hmm. taking on Leicester City. Uh, yes, last year's champions. Uh, it long. I mean, longer the days since Leicester looked like they were under Claudio Ranieri last season, mm-hmm. but they're not what they looked like under Claudio Ranieri this season right now. They look a lot better. Yeah. Um, it does make it suggest that they pulled the Chelsea. You know, two years in a row, the championship team kind of quit on their manager. Um, yeah, it, with a lot less public whining this year. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, I think you're going to see a lot more public exodus this this off uh, in this summer. I think both Vardy and Mares will be gone. Uh, where's Vardy gone? Like, who's buying Vardy now? Mares, I understand. Mares has looked the worst of the two in the, in, you know, this season. Uh, yeah, but he's been better lately. So I, I, he's he's a, he's a much more attractive player though. He's twenty six. He an attacking midfielder. Like, I, what's Vardy giving? Who who's paying for Vardy? Uh, I mean, paying is such a strong word. I mean, you don't have to pay a ton. But who's paying anything for him? West Brom would pay mm. just in the Premier League. They're look. They're looking at all sorts of options up, at, up front. Oh, uh, they, they, they're 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 in the market for Batshuayi. <laughs> uh, come on. They're looking. Like I said, they're looking everywhere. Yeah. Well. Yes. They all look everywhere. I just I don't see anybody in the Premier League play, paying for Vardy. What did Arsenal oh. offer last year? Twenty, twenty-five. Which obviously, you know, he's not going to get that now. But if it's twelve, what? Why would Leicester even sell at that point? Uh Vardy may force it. I mean, he didn't. Why? He's fine now. He likes being there. Uh, He's going to be more popular in Leicester than anywhere else. There's no upside here. But anyway, two top 10 finishes in back-to-back years. Not bad for Leicester City. No, and we definitely wouldn't have thought that earlier on in the season that they would come back to finish in the top 10. Yeah. In fairness, we all thought they were going to finish in the top 10 to begin the season. That's true. So, like, is Uh, is this where we thought they would be? I said at the beginning of the season they'd be fighting for Europa. Yeah, which so, they yeah, eight, eight they through are. ten. Yeah, or in that range. they're not really, but um, they got off to no. a terrible start. On the Manchester City side, though, it's you know all guns a blazing. Yeah, Sergio Aguero's back. I don't know if he'll start. He shouldn't, or not that he shouldn't, but <clears throat> when he was fit before his first injury, I'm sorry, before Gabriel Jesus's injury, Jesus was starting over Aguero. So I don't know they. Pep tinkered with both of them, which didn't seem all that great because just the combination of Jesus, Sané, Sterling, and De Bruyne is so good. So I don't know what they're going to do. Nobody ever knows what Pep's going to do. There's Maybe. nothing more frustrating than trying to figure out what he's going to do before it happens. <laughs> he did yeah. make a joke today, like either today or tomorrow is Yaya Torre's birthday, so he made some big cake comment, which I always appreciate. Sorry. Good. Yes. More, we need more of that. Yeah. I love that Pep has to make a joke about it, too. Correct. You know, I, I'm all for all of that stuff. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, basically, you start, I mean, it, I would even consider starting defensive options on City now. I mean, Otamendi and company, they, they look good when company is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Just they're they're a much different team. Defender next season. Yeah. They're a much different team when he is fit. And it's just unfortunate that he never is. Yeah. Well, he really is. Yeah. He's getting up there in his career. So it's yeah. about that time. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's go on to 
a game that I'm going to find pretty entertaining, even though most most probably will not at 10 o'clock. It's going to be Burnmouth at home against Burnley. Um, I, I'm hoping that this game is a defensive masterpiece uh, for Burnley, but because I, I really need Tom Heaton this week uh, in the playoffs, but. I have a funny feeling this game is going to be a bonanza of goals because these two ke- these two teams literally have nothing to play for. Yep, um, they and they're pretty much where we thought they would be. It's not like they're like yeah. oh we we're fighting for fifty points or something like that. So um, yeah, both of them. Hopefully, it's a nice open game. Um, Robbie Brady can't seem to find any playing time, which is a little frustrating, but. But he did. Yeah, to be fair, he scored as many points as Scott Arfield last week in his seven minutes versus Arfield's. Uh, yeah, eighty-three. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, Got a quick assist when he came on the pitch last week. Right, right. So, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, it's tough to like build a a lineup with with Brady just because you just have no idea if he's ever going to play. So, yeah. well. Yeah, and on the other side, uh, Junior Stanislas was the featured man for uh, Burnmouth last week with Ryan Frazier taking a week off. Yeah, the um, Frazier came off the bench. He still played a decent amount. I think it was like 30 minutes or something. Yeah, I guess Frazier is dealing with an Achilles injury, which is why he's not starting. I mean, Stanislas, it was one of those that like, okay, he will take the set pieces, so he's like a decent play, and then it turned out he didn't really – I don't think they won a single corner – so it was like there weren't that many set pieces, but then he scored a goal to kind of make up for it. So that's a, the Burnmouth situation is a is a weird one just because you just have no idea. You have no idea who's taking these set pieces, and then when, you, when you're like, okay, well, when you think you figure it out, then they don't win any. So <laughs> I don't know what to do with that team. They should just give them all yeah, back uh, to Charlie Daniels. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they should. And I mean, Josh King and Charlie Daniels should be the feature points, and maybe a little bit of Ryan Fraser drawing penalties. Yep, yep, yeah. Adam Smith looks pretty good. I saw the other day that his five assists are the most among defenders this year. I also saw that Chelsea are tracking him. They've been sending scouts to watch him. Yeah, why not? They should. Yeah. I mean, they should. I mean, That's what scouts they, are for. Yeah, and they should be bringing in wing back talent because we saw when either Victor Moses or Marcus Alonso were out that they were not the same team. Yeah, yep. It's a very important position. It's crazy. Like at the beginning of the season, you would never think that, like, if you saw what Victor Moses' season turned out to be, like, if you just saw his like raw stat line at the end, you'd be like, there must have been five people who got hurt. There's yeah. a, there's no way Victor Moses would have like a regular spot on this team. I, I'm stunned that he's held off Willie on at that spot. I thought that'd be a perfect spot for Willie mm-hmm. on to get up and get down mm-hmm. but nope no it, it's it, it really has been something yeah i don't know how we started talking about chelsea again yeah, uh, sorry. But, for, uh, <laughs> but either way um for burnmouth and burnley i don't know i mean even if they if, even if this be, does become 2-2 or 3-2 or something like that i have no idea who's getting those goals besides for josh king yeah i mean it's gonna you know it'll be mark Pugh and Steve Harry Cook. Arthur, yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe uh, you know sprinkle in like a Michael Keane goal. Yeah, maybe this Lee Mousset guy will actually score for his own team as opposed to the other. Maybe a Patrick Bamford siding off the bench. Yeah, right. Even though he plays from, Burrow. I was going to say, doesn't he play for Burrow? <laughs> that was a great. Just, that was a great just, move. He'll he'll just come off random benches Jeez, at this point. What a waste. <laughs> anyway, what heck, yeah, yeah. This is a pretty gross slate. Like we've had three it'll be three straight slates that are like really bad. 
And yeah. this one is made worse by the fact that it's only four games. Uh, maybe that's better. I, I can't even decide. Yeah, I, I mean, you do get the. I mean, you do get saved a little bit with Arsenal on it. I mean, you can. Yeah, you but can Arsenal at Stoke Arsenal. is not like an ideal Arsenal. You're in the right month for it. Like, it's not like it's going to be like a yeah. rainy, windy day. It might be. Yeah, that's true. It is Stoke. All right, see, are but there my... three raindrops on the. Oh, it looks like we have a sun and a cloud. Okay. Just one cloud, one lonely cloud. Yeah. Well, one lonely cloud is Burrow, who are definitely confirmed going down next season. Uh, Chelsea Good makes riddance. Of that. Uh, and Brad Guzan, just three goals right between his legs. Oh. Do I remember correctly that they led the championship in goals last year? Did I make that up? I thought they were the defensive team last oh, season. They? I okay. thought it was like, I thought Burnley actually, no, Burnley, I don't, you know what, I don't remember. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I remember. You can look that up while I go yeah, on please. to preview uh, Burrow and Southampton. Southampton, who are absolutely miserable at home, but actually play a lot better on the road. So you kind of you kind of like your options a little better. Manolo Gabbiadini still sitting on four goals. Our over-under still looks like to be the perfect number of five, despite the hot start for Manolo Gabbiadini. Uh, Dusan Tadic appears to still be one of the featured men, but you still can't trust him. It's just a trap. Uh, and for Southampton it's so disappointing when they, you know, they bring on their subs of Shane Long and Sofian Buffal and they look worse mm-hmm. like when the subs come on. It's just like, and, and it's not like they're replacing legends or anything. It's they're replacing guys like Nathan Redmond Nathan and Redmond, Steven yeah. Davis. Like, it's just like, ugh, like, come on. Like someone sparks some kind of creativity on this team and they just can't seem to do it right now. But Burrow are the team to face. If you are lacking, uh, if you, if you, if you are lacking for offense. Yeah. Um, you were right. Burrow was more defensive last year. Burnley and Brighton led the league in goals. But anyway, I thought the, it was yes, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, the that's why we all loved Andre Gray coming into this exactly, season. Exactly, exactly. Southampton seem to have the right players. Like it's weird to me that they're that Claude Puel just doesn't seem to know how they fit yet. Which you know we're thirty six weeks in here, so. Like it seems like Tadic and Ward Prowse should be pretty comfortably as the the guys in the middle to lead the attack, um, meaning or to not so much lead. But I'd like to see Charlie Austin get back in. They have nothing to play for, so let him get a little run out at the end of the year. But Nathan Redmond's kind of hit or miss. But I feel like he should have consistent um, minutes on the wing. Uh, I'm not as high on Sofian Buffal as others are, but you know may as well give him a run like and then their fullbacks are great we've talked about them all season the center backs are kind of weak but you know we're more concerned i don't know it just seems like they have much better players than where they are in the than 10th in the premier league and not just 10th but like 16 points behind everton it's 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 a it's a it's a struck i mean they're they're kind of stuck in that mid-table limbo uh, consistently when they're, I mean, which is, you know, when you consider Southampton, you know, the size of the city and the size of the, uh, of the, of the team itself, it, it seems like that would be quite an accomplishment, but with all the young talent they produce, you feel like if they can just put it together and, and, you know, and you know what else hurts, you know, they've had two coaches in a row that have gone on to do great things with bigger clubs, you know, and they can't seem to retain the coaches either. We're calling what Ronald Koeman's doing at Everton. Great things. First, 
it's it's still early, but yes. yes, I think he is doing great things there. Okay, I really do. Okay, uh, the yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, maybe that's just what they are—a mid-table feeder for bigger clubs—and so we shouldn't be upset by how they are. Yeah, yeah, that's that might be a good point. Anyway, uh, uh, fantasy options on this game besides for Gabby Adini and the 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 I'm constant FPL. The constant FPL trap of Dusan Tadic. <sighs> are you looking at a guy like Ryan Bertrand, or are you looking at a guy like Cedric? Or is there is there anything here that kind of excites you? I mean, um, Cedric's the only one for me that that would give me any kind of excitement. Yeah, I I always look at Cedric before Bertrand. Um, I'll always look at James Ward Prowse if Tadic doesn't start. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. I don't really love Redmond. I don't love Buffal. I, I still like Gabby Adini. I still like Gabby Adini. Okay. Only because of the matchup. And I like no I one on would you? But if it's the matchup, would you play Charlie Austin? If Charlie Austin starts, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I like the center forward against uh, whoever the center forward is against Burrow. Yeah. Okay. I also like George Friend in this one, too. Why? Hunch. <laughs> no, no real reason. Okay, good. Only because it looks like Southampton have kind of offensively you know, bit the dust. But that also could be because they don't score anything at home. They have an atrocious record of scoring yeah. goals. They get something like 18 games at home and 19 goals scored, something like that. Uh, that sounds about right. Um... It's 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 really bad. Like, it's it's slightly over one goal a game. It's 17 and 17. 17 okay, so it's exactly one now after last weekend. Gross. Yeah, it's, that's... That's not that's not the way that's not the way you, you do things typically if you want to be a, considered an elite team. No, Middlesbrough and Sunderland are the only two score less or fewer goals at home. Yeah, well, they have played an extra be... game though. Not that Southampton are going to have negative goals somewhere, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. On the Borough side, I, like I said, only George Friend for me offers any kind of optimi- sense of optimism. Everyone else kind of stinks. Uh, yeah, Downing's the only one I would have considered, but I'm not really going to do that here. And yeah, that's it. All right, let's go from one relegated team to another. Sunderland are at home where they'll get booed while taking on Swansea, who are going to be trying to not avoid the booed. drop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's them and Hull. Those are, that's the only drama left in the bottom part of the table. Mm-hmm. And Swansea at Sunderland have to get three points. Yes, if they want to stay up. Yep. Um. Sunderland. Oh yeah, and a mixture, a little bit of Crystal Palace too. Yeah. Well, there's a shot. It. There's a, well, there's I a mean, shot. When we when we get to Sunday, we'll, I'll explain why too. But yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, the or uh, David Moyes said today that he's going to try to integrate some of the younger players in, which makes sense. Uh, um, eight, the, uh, like eight nine games too late. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, George Honeyman is out, so we won't see the beekeeper. He was ruled out after Lamini Kone fell on him in training. That's what they said. Literally just fell on top of him. That's what so, happens with bees. When you fall on them, they tend to go splat. Yeah, so I don't know. You would think maybe that means Wabi Khazri comes back in, but it probably means Adnan Yanazai is coming back in, Good which God. Uh, is a total stay away from me. Khazri I would definitely play, but nobody else. On Swansea, the Gilfie Sigurdsson and Fernando. By the way, both of those guys, no matter where Swansea are next season, whether they're in the Premier League or they're in the Championship, Sigurdsson and Llorente need to be on bet bigger teams. Well, Llorente's going to Chelsea. 
He's the Diego Costa replacement, remember? Can't get much bigger at 30 years old. <clears throat> People you're you're going to love him. People tend to stop growing when they reach 30 years old. He will not get much bigger than that. Uh, yeah, so it's going to take a lot of money to get Sigurdsson. Yeah, Everton are going to pay it when they when they sell off Lukaku. Mm, and Barkley. And Barkley. I think they get better when Barkley, if Barkley's replaced by Sigurdsson. I agree. Totally agree. And then, you know, they can go with, like, Lookman and just someone who they decide to pick up i'm sure the thing about kuman is he is very good at scouting young talent as we saw when his time at his time both at ix and at um southampton no no not ix uh, i forgot where he was in... did he get much of that talent at southampton wasn't it there already not all of it i mean who's playing there now that he got oriel romeo their player of the season mm. okay it's... Just to name just to name one off the top of my head, Nathan Redmond, another uh, actually have it this year. No, yeah, that wasn't his. I think these other guys were all there already. I could be wrong, but maybe not. Jordy Classy, <laughs> yeah, he's been awesome. Virgil Van Dyke, there you go. All the Dutch players, right? <laughs> <laughs> two two Dutch players and a Chelsea guy, right. and a former Chelsea and Barcelona guy, right? Hey man, that's not bad for two years of service. Yeah, to get three to get three players that are that are going to be on. You know, sorry, Romeo is their player of the season. Classy is someone who just contributes, but Van Dyke's going to get a big fee, big fee. I'm like not sure they're million. selling him. Uh, when they start getting fifty million pounds offers for him, <clears> and he's approaching thirty years old. Yeah, they're going to have to. Well, they will then, but I don't think they're going to get that much for a guy who's yeah. coming what? off a no. very serious injury. Chelsea, Chelsea, and City are in on him. I I mean I get it, but I'm not the sure bidding, the bidding war will happen. Okay, it, it, uh, one of those two fifty clubs is outrageous get, for him, by the way. 50, I, I think it is, but when, I'm saying approaching fifty. I think it will be more like in the forties. Mm. But yeah, I think it will be that high for him. Okay, he is a especially for Chelsea who play a back three. Like he is the perfect center back in a in a three. You okay. know, to, to either provide depth or to play or to play alongside. You know, if you know Gary Cahill's getting a little older, um, you know I'm not sure. I mean, Aspilicueta has been great this season, but mm-hmm. even if, even if just to provide depth, forty million is a lot for depth. But I think I, I think he would replace someone like Gary Cahill. All right. Anyway, uh, I don't you think know he's how better off than Benucci. Talking about Chelsea again. Sorry, hold on. Let, let's get let's get back to the actual games that we need to talk about this weekend. Okay. But anyway, we, we Van Dyke's only twenty five. By the way, I didn't realize he was that young. I thought Van Dyke was 28. Never, well, the, 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 26 that, in July. So, yeah, that, that could be up there. Yep, 50 no, still I, seems I, so high. I mean, 50 was what David Luiz got when he went to PSG, and, like, nobody's no defender has come close to that. And that was outrageous. That's, I mean, that's going to be the going rate now, inflation, man. No, 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 that's not, a, that's not a going rate. Come on. For a defender. For a center back. You say that, but okay. I, I just I wouldn't be surprised at okay. all. Okay. What are we talking about? Swansea? Are we done with that? Yeah, we're done with that. Let's okay. go on to Arsenal and Stoke, where Arsenal are going to look like a top four team again. Yep. Just like, you know, 10 games too late. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't shy away from Stoke guys, though. There's mm-hmm. only two that you would consider. Um, that's accurate as well. So, 
I mean, it's not, it's not like you're like, oh, this wealth of talent over at Stoke that I can now yeah. choose from. Yeah, like, Arsenal have three of uh, clean sheets in three of their last four. Um, but let me rephrase. I'd consider Shakiri. He's the only that one. That seems odd. I would consider Arnautovic. Mm, okay. Arnautovic doesn't, I mean, is he still crossing? I guess he's still crossing a bit. But Shakiri's the safer of the two. True. I'll give you that. Higher floor, lower ceiling. Um, sure. I mean, how high is Arnautovic's ceiling, really? Did he have a hat trick once, so he's got hat trick upside? <laughs> Do you know how many goals he has this year? Three. Arnautovic? He has six. And Shakiri has four in like a thousand fewer minutes. Like eleven hundred fewer minutes. I'm gonna give you a cliche to wrap up this segment here. Okay. Availability is the best ability. <laughs> well, they're both available. <laughs> I guess that's true. I think some people will get caught up in how well Aaron Ramsey's playing recently, and I think you should just buy donuts with that money instead of relying on Aaron Ramsey to make money on DraftKings. I love donuts. I know. Who doesn't? I have a funny donut story, but we'll save that for another podcast. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm still thinking about that donut story. Let's yeah, the, go off I think you'll, well, the only thing I want to say is that I'm, it sounds like their Arsenal will keep go, doing this three in the back thing. Koscielny's uh, iffy. So is Oxley Chamberlain, which means Bellerin could come back in. And they seem well, Bellerin pretty... wasn't last week. No, Oxley Chamberlain started. And Bellerin came in when Ox left. Or that was midweek, Wednesday. Um, Bellerin hasn't started the last three games because I guess <clears throat> Arsene Wenger thinks Oxley Chamberlain's a better wing back. So, but he's most likely not playing. So Bellerin could come back in and then Kieran Gibbs on the other side. And so everybody who got used to Nacho Monreal at left back, he's basically playing centrally now in this back three. So enjoy that. Ugh. No more Rob Holding. No, he's still there. Yeah, it's Holding, Koscielny, and Monreal. Mustaf- no Mustafi? Uh, Mustafi's out, I think. That's right. He came back in for Koscielny last weekend. Um, hmm. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so Mustafi, Monreal, and Holding, that's what it is, because Koscielny's probably not playing. Sorry, I mixed that up. No worries. That's why I'm here. Yep. I make sure we get the facts right. That's right. That's right. Definitely the fat guy. That was fact, guys. <laughs> no, it was perfect the first way. Definitely the fat guy. All right, let's go on to another fat guy in Sam Allardyce, who oh, uh, takes on Hull at home. Lots of pies will be consumed. Uh, it's Marco Silva on the road fighting for his life against a team that he could actually leapfrog. Yeah, I mean, Exciting. this is... Well, no, they, no not leapfrog. Not, not not this weekend, but not they, they weekend. are, but they, but they are a team that would be in contention for, uh, you know, they would be right for the picking. There yes, we go. That, this that, is that, massive, that, absolutely massive. This is a, this is a six pointer here, which yes. means that only two will occur. Um, well, if that's the case, then Palace are safe. Correct. So a, a, another reason why two points will occur. Oh, Big okay. Sam realizes a tie will do. Let's be honest, a yeah. tie is gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. There's that. Um, we, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough I, to. I, I love Grosicki in this game. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you should. I mean, Hull need Hull need three. They don't need one. So yeah, you should watch him not even start. <laughs> that would be a bummer. It would be. It'd be a total bummer. Yeah. But the yeah, Palace have some questions in the back, both health and ability. So, um, you know, it, it all depends on. I mean, it doesn't really depend how they line up. But yeah, it's it's one of those games that you could like a few guys, but none of them. You're not taking any of them really for their goal scoring. Yeah, so I mean, like we know take how they're going to line up. for their crosses, and then you know they they all could finish with with 12 each and then still have a nil nil draw. So and I, I, I'm sorry. I was, I'm sorry. I was, oh, I was cutting you off earlier, but I was trying to say, we all know how they're going to line up and it's defensively. <laughs> will be great if Hull scored like early because then palace will have to go all out to try to score. So can see uh, that's, that's the theory, but when do they ever really go by conventional theory? When does big Sam ever really do that? Well, I mean, they, they can't lose. And if you fall behind, that's like a big part of losing. So you'll have to you'll have to move forward at that point. God, I wish I could bottle up what you're saying right now. <laughs> this is not as complicated as it's it sounds. Part of going behind is a big part of losing. It is. It is. You can't lose if you don't go behind. But once you go behind, you could lose. And Big oh Sam cannot God. lose this match. I really hope that one day we get a color commentator on soccer matches that's just like John Madden. <laughs> one I'm sure there is one. We just You see how he's running really fast there? When he kicks it up an extra gear, he's gonna run even faster. <laughs> we should Someone note this game's in seven o'clock start, so most people will probably not play a slate with this game on it. Get your tea ready. Yeah. The other two games are pretty good. Let's get Maybe. to them, shall we? Maybe. Oh, I actually think I think I mean my eyes will be on Palace Hall to be honest with you. But West Ham Liverpool is important as we get to the next game here because West Ham can really put a hurting on Liverpool for their top four chances. Sure can, sure can, and they uh, eliminated Spurs from the title race, all, all but eliminated them last week. So, yeah, they've got some spiteful wins in them apparently. <laughs> Well, Slavin, well, that's a London on London crime there. They love, yep. I, I think it was Roger Bennett who said, uh, if, they, if, if English teams have a choice between their success and your failure, they'll take your failure. Every <laughs> there you go. So, uh, you know, this, this could be another example of a your failure coming to pass. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Jurgen Klopp, I love the image of him freaking out on the sidelines and crushing a bottle of water. <laughs> like he eviscerated that bottle of water in his hand. <laughs> God, it was a lot more dramatic than didn't Mourinho kick a water bottle like last year or two years. Yeah, ago? he's also like pretended to dive and like fell yeah. onto the floor. I would love to see Big Sam do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, that was that. Sorry, that was Louis Van Hall. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm yeah, confused. I'm confusing my managers. Yeah. Oh man, I can you imagine Big Sam flopping onto a ground? Sure can. Just the indentation. <laughs> oh come on. Uh, as the fat Just one, I have boned. to, I have to <laughs> recognize my own time. Uh. Slavin Village? Yes, Slavin Village, Jurgen Klopp, West Ham, Liverpool, Champions League for Liverpool on in the balance here. Uh, you got to think nothing really changes. They're going to attack West Ham, especially uh, in the attacking third here. They're going to try to keep the ball in the attacking third as much as possible. That's usually you where you try to attack, yes. Well, what I'm saying is they're going to – I think they're going to press really high and force West Ham to, like, hit long balls. Mm -hmm. And if they do, if Andy Carroll is not starting up front, who's going to knock those balls down and keep possession? Jonathan Caleri. 
my point exactly. Yeah. Yep. I think it's all Liverpool. I think they I, realize yeah, I, I that think, they what yeah, they need to is, do. And they'll it do it is. It. I think it is one way traffic all day. Totally agree. Liverpool and the. I think they're going to be wearing the black uniforms, the black kit. So that'll oh. be fun to watch. Uh, Divock Origi, uh, Roberto Firmino, Felipe Coutinho uh, got back really quick from his perceived injury. So. Uh, yeah, the, Firmino is actually questionable, some sort of muscle injury. If he, I don't know, I feel like they should figure out how to get Firmino back up front. Like the Origi up front really hasn't done much. So if they could put Firmino back up there and then bring Lalana back in, I think that's, that'll be, they're just a lot more fluid that way. Yeah, and Lalana does create a, a nice, uh, does provide a nice creative spark for them. Uh, yeah. He's a, he, he's, He's positive on the ball. He has, he's good technically. He's got abilities to get the ball moving forward, uh, taking on one-on-one dribbles. So yeah, they uh, Chris Owen. I'll give him credit for it. Kind of he's a Liverpool supporter and just kind of made the point that Origi just doesn't press like Firmino does when they don't have the ball, and so there's just a little too much control with the other team. Whereas Firmino like really puts pressure on, and that kind of sparks them moving forward. And so he's all he's all in on Origi going back to the bench. Which can happen yeah. now that Lalana's there. Uh, I would prefer if that didn't happen. <laughs> I would prefer if that didn't happen. I really would. Okay. I, I only because it just I, I having that bigger body, that option. Is Origi that much bigger than Firmino? Like Firmino's not small. not as big he's as Origi. tiny at least yeah. but you're right he's probably not as big as yeah. Origi. it's the, the size and speed combo as well it's anyway just i think Origi provides them a plan b whether to be honest that plan b could could come from the bench though so could be storage not that kind of plan b <laughs> we're not talking day after here <laughs> oh oh i went there sorry okay let's go on to the final you're not game sorry uh, no, I'm not, not even close. Uh, Spurs are at home against Manchester United. I'm wondering which team is going to field a more B squad. <laughs> uh, it'll definitely be United. Well, I don't know about definitely. No, well, because, if, if, like I said, if Chelsea win the championship on Friday, Spurs play on Sunday, they'll be like, whatevs. Like, we don't, this, this doesn't matter. And Manchester United will be like, whatevs. This doesn't matter because, they, I mean, They'll know the Liverpool result, for example, before they play. Yeah, the, the United thing's just going to be making sure nobody gets hurt for Europa, which still isn't for another few weeks, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. Um, this is like one of the few times that English players get a chance to rest before big games. You mean for Europa? Just in general. Pick, I mean, because they don't get the holiday off. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like they just, they just don't, they don't get this kind of time off. And they, at this time of the season, everyone's hurt. They have some kind of nick. So... The, why not? Yeah. All right. I, I still, I, I don't know why I, I see it more as let, Pochettino let, playing his guys, but let's pretend that everyone plays. Yep. Uh, I still love Christian Erickson. Yep. I still love Deli Alley. I still love Harry Kane. I still hate everyone on Manchester United. That's exactly how I feel. Okay. Like, and I, but I don't like the Spurs defense, defensive options, uh, you know, a ton yep. because Manchester United, they, they might nick one. They'll like, find I, a way. Yeah, like they'll they'll find a way to do something to mess your 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 stuff up. Mm-hmm. 
Like, that's it. But the, but I, I have no tactical reason. I have no actual matchup to point out. Like it's just <laughs> a. Yeah, it's just like have you like, have you ever watched Manchester United? Have you ever watched a Jose Mourinho team play? Right. Like it really it's just circumstantial. Do you think that there is any value to Spurs as like a? Well, it's the last game at, at White Hart Lane, so they have that going for them. I bet maybe that's why I think everyone will play. But like, do you think that there's anything that allows them to to gain from this? Like, if they just go out and absolutely thrash United, like going into next year, do they, does that make them think that they are legit title contenders because they can go and crush Manchester United? They lost to them one nothing earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, nothing that like makes me too excited about it. Okay, I'll say that. Yeah, that's fine. <sighs> Let's get to our DraftKings team. Sure. I feel like uh, I feel like I kind of mailed this one in. I feel like I kind of did like a repeat of last week, where again I came close last week to you, but I couldn't quite pull it off. But uh, anyway, I have a lot of the similar players from this week as last week, so uh, we'll see how this goes here. But uh, to start this off, I have Tom Heaton in goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have George Friend, as I previously stated, that I do like this week. And I have Kieran Gibbs. Mm-hmm. I like what he's doing it. as the wingback. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, and, and these are not cheap options for me in terms of defense and um, defense and, and goalkeeper. So Heaton's 4,200, George Friend's 41, and Kieran Gibbs is a – Steamy 46. Yeah, 46, yeah. Really expensive for me. Yeah, I get it, though. I had him as well before I totally readjusted my lineup seconds before the podcast. But um, I have Heaton as well. I paid 3300 for Javier Manquillo, thinking home against Swansea should be something, I guess. He had nine points last week thanks to a clean sheet, but hopefully he's crossing a little more. The defender, the lower-tier defender pool is is ugly. So make, I feel like it makes sense. I, when I initially built the lineup, I started with like Adam Smith, who I like again this week. And I think Cedric or no, it was Karen Gibbs. Like I had those two and then blew it all up. But, uh, and my other one is 3,900 for Matt Lowton at Burrow thinking he's crossing and drawing a few fouls lately. So if I get eight points out of 3,900, I'll be happy with that. Um, <clears throat> then I have, uh, I guess it's five midfielders. We're gonna, I'll call it five. Um, I paid the 37 for your boy Scott Arfield, the 6,800 for Junior Stanislas, 74 for Shakiri, and then I spent the five figures each for Gilfie Sigurdsson and Alexis Sanchez. So I also spent the five figures for Gilfie Sigurdsson and Alexis Sanchez. Okay. And then I have two, only really uh, two other midfielders. I have brought. Um, uh, Robbie and Wabi. Uh, <laughs> nice. I had both as well. Uh, I basically ended up tossing Brady, thinking he wouldn't play, and I don't want to. I didn't want to like build lineups around him and then have to like scramble. So I'd actually rather scramble the other way and try to fit him in. <laughs> Wabi and Robbie. Wabi, and Robbie. I love it. That's, that's my midfield combo. Love it. Uh, and I also have a third defender, and I chose Charlie Daniels. Okay. It's only because at at fifty one hundred, I was I was looking at the options, and that's kind of a a dead zone for midfielders, and there's not that many forwards to play this week anyway. Are you out uh, of money? I have one hundred left. Oh yeah, see, I would pay the extra hundred for Smith. I think he's been a little better, but you're right that <clears throat> that midfield five thousand, uh, basically under Kazri, it's like 
Redmond, total dead zone. Ramsey's the trap. I mean, Buffal. I mean, Buffal. If he starts, like I would consider it, but not strongly. Like nothing's there. Yeah. Mark Pugh, I would consider in a GPP at forty-one, but that's it. Gross. I love that Saito Barahino is midfield forward eligible. They're just doing anything to get him some positive attention. He, so these these are his points in his last ten games. Uh, I think he only. you know, he missed two starts. So the first two were zero and two, but he didn't start those games. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. Everything else are starts. Two, zero, three, one, three, two, two, three. I just don't understand why people like this guy. Which guy? Barahino. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> like, 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 it's... I, I, I never understood what the appeal was when even when he was... Um, at, I'm, I'm blanking on even where he was before this. West Brom. Well, thank you. Uh, like, I agree. I, I just. The, I agree. The, the, like the, the, he's given nothing under any manager of note. Right. To make you feel like, oh, this is a good player. Yeah. It. Um. Okay. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. And everyone's like, oh, Stoke. That's such a, like a great situation, which we all said about Wilfred Bonnie as well. Which, boy, it'd be interesting to see where he goes next year or next season. No, I, 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 like, I think he'll go to like Turkey. That's what I mean. Yeah, like I agree. He should definitely leave the Premier League. I think he'll. I think he'll not. I think he'll leave just relevance. I agree. Like, like he, there's nothing there for him. China. He should just go to China. If he's offered China, China's yeah. not. I mean, China put restrictions on how yeah. many. Yeah foreign-born players they can have now yeah. so it's not as it's not as wild wild westy as it used to be maybe fernando urente's replacement at swansea if they stay up wilford boney going back back to swansea yeah. swansea yeah that was a really good that was a really good rap reference i just gave there and i didn't <laughs> feel like i got the credit for it that was good that was good. all right all right, then on that note, then we will end this episode of the Throne of Fire Fantasy Soccer Podcast for Andrew, I have been Mike. Enjoy your double Game Week 37. If we feel like it, we'll be back on Monday to discuss the second half of Game Week 37 and maybe some shenanigans as we approach the end of the season. For Andrew, I have been Mike. Thank you for listening, and good luck this weekend, everyone. God knows I need it. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.